Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 60 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Jeremy Lickness. Jeremy works at Microsoft as a senior cloud developer advocate, where he's on a mission to make developers' lives easier. He is also author of several books about developing applications and a contributor to both online and printed publications, as well as an international speaker. So Jeremy, can I ask you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and perhaps fill in a few gaps around that intro? Absolutely. So the first thing I'll start with that I get asked all the time is what is a cloud developer advocate? And a lot of terminology, it's easier, like you hear serverless and you flip it around, it's less server. This is an advocate for developers in the cloud. And what it is, is a new role for me. It's an engineering role. And we focus on three key things. One is community. And that's things like user groups, like conferences. We have a big online presence. We focus on content. That's writing blog posts, making videos, authoring, contributing to open source projects and authoring projects. And then we have a connection with engineering. So we're really the voice of the developer. And I say it's new to me because my career spans over two decades. I'm not sure (laughs) if I'm supposed to brag about that or not. It's starting to, to be a lot of years. But I started out the first half of my career on the product side at companies, owning a product, managing the software for that product. I spent three years with my own online fitness business, and then I transitioned into 10 years as a consultant doing consulting. So it was really 20 years focusing on a customer of of some focus. And I have a customer now, but it's a one-to-many role. So my my reach is, is much greater in the role. The other thing I'll say that a lot of people I don't think know right away about me is I did drop out of college early on and never went back to finish it. So I got to the position I'm at in my career through some old-fashioned hard work and a lot of self-teaching to get where I'm at. So you're in some good company by dropping out of college. <laughs> it seems a lot of a lot of successful entrepreneurs have done exactly the same thing. And I've got a, a daughter in college. I definitely don't say college is a bad thing, but I also encourage people who, for whatever reason, may not have been able to complete it, that it's not necessary, as some people would lead you to believe, to be successful. Indeed. Absolutely, yes. Um, so you obviously said you've been in the IT industry for a, a couple of decades, so you've obviously got a fair range of experience. So is there any maybe one career tip you could give somebody at the start of their career that that you'd advise them taking into consideration? Sure. I had a key turning point in my career that if nothing else happened, I think this is the the one that was most important. It's going to sound odd at first, but I tell people don't be afraid of sales. And I think if I went to someone who's maybe a junior developer or IT pro or someone just starting out and I said, you need to be comfortable selling yourself, the first thing people think of is, 
oh, well, I can't, you know, tell lies or convince people and this, that, and the other. And they don't realize that's not what it's about at all. When I started my online fitness business, the first year of that business, I had no clue what I was doing and had almost no revenue, which does not make the family happy, by the way. It's not a, not a good position. So I was bound and determined for food, shelter, and clothing to be successful. And I started being mentored by extremely successful entrepreneurs. And through that process, they taught me about being comfortable with myself and ultimately realizing that most of the time when we're uncomfortable in our career, it's because it's about us. And really, if you have a strong mission and you're pursuing something, it's usually not about you. It's about someone else. And you get comfortable with the idea, for example, in the fitness business, I got comfortable with the idea of selling fitness because I need to be successful so I could reach more people. The same thing happens in a career. Even if you have no interest in fitness at all, if you have no interest in public speaking, I think that every day someone in this industry is selling themselves and they have to be comfortable with speaking with people, communicating with people, getting out in front of people, and touching other lives. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's no longer going to be about yourself as your career evolves. It's going to be about other people and how you connect. And learning how to be comfortable with sales was the one key that got me out of my own way and enabled me to take some risks, to ask some questions, and to pursue some opportunities that really landed me where I'm at today. Do you feel that was a mindset shift to enable you to do that? It was absolutely a mindset shift. I, I can look back at the first time I gave a presentation and I was shaking. In fact, the people in the front row, and this was 20 years ago, were looking at me with pity in their eyes because <laughs> I couldn't even get started. And I was stuttering. My I could barely move the slides. And today, I'm not saying I never get nervous, but I have a very different presentation style. And the difference isn't practice. Practice does help. The difference was that mindset shift. Once I shifted my thinking and my my mindset, I was able to do things that I just didn't imagine were possible before. And I stopped second guessing myself. And it was like, you know, basically greasing the skids, right? Suddenly the runway was straight and I was able to take off in my career. So what do you think the key difference is or was in that in that mindset shift? Is it because you were focusing more on yourself when you started and less about the people listening to you? I do think it was. I think I was so afraid of saying the wrong thing or making a mistake that I got stuck in not moving forward. And someone gave me an awesome phrase that I use to this day, and and that's don't get it perfect, just get it going. And I started to recognize that it's okay at any point in your career to not have the answer, to make a mistake. If we're honest with ourselves, if we take that risk and make that mistake and learn from it, it's only going to build the career. And that was really the biggest difference is I stopped thinking, well, no one wants to listen to this or no one's going to hear this or I'm not going to raise my voice in this meeting with a solution because no one's going to like my solution. I started taking those risks and learning from them. And that that was a huge difference. And it takes being confident and comfortable in who you are to get to that point. And that's it's a tough thing to do, but it's an important thing. And the first step is just recognizing that you can change your thoughts. You can change the way that you look at yourself and make that conscious decision to start to shift. Yeah, absolutely right. So, Jeremy, obviously, with your your experience, you've you've come across good the highs and lows of an IT career. Could you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that? 
I, I sure can. Um, I, I would say if I really think about it, my worst IT career moment was when I was working with a startup that I had been at for five years. And and I'm going to caveat this when I tell this story that that startup later after I left came to sell for $1.5 million. So it did well. I was the third employee at this startup. And at the time we were working on public hotspots and we were tackling these new companies and initiatives. And I'm in the middle of Las Vegas at McCarran International Airport trying to set up a network and a system that would support all of the wireless needs of that airport. I call it a terrible IT moment because I inherited a piece of software that wasn't quite ready to scale out. We tried to solve the problem by throwing hardware at it, and it turns out you can't always solve problems with hardware. You need better, more stable software. And this thing just was two days of, of nightmares for me because what would happen is we'd have this stable hotspot system that people could log into, and then a plane would land, and the gates would open, and dozens and dozens of people would jump on at once, and then the system would start to crash and thrash, and the software's super stable, super scalable now, but at the time, it was in its infancy, and I learned a lot from that, that moment. I learned about you know caution and not necessarily trying to eat the the elephant, so to speak, yep. that sometimes it's important to go through baby steps. I learned that hardware doesn't solve all your software problems. You can't just throw more hardware at a problem. You need to have a good architecture. And I also learned the value of testing. Up to that point, testing was really doing what we were doing, setting up a hotspot, setting up a laptop and, and trying it out and fixing it. And unfortunately, when you do that where people are in a production environment, it can turn out wrong. So I invested a lot of time into setting up the right labs and testing procedures and processes so that we would know what to expect ahead of time after that. Yeah, that, that sounds like <laughs> that could have been quite quite an interesting project to work on. Yeah, I feel like if no planes landed, we would have done well. But every time <laughs> things were going well, another plane would land, people would pop on the Wi-Fi and it was just... It was crazy, but we learned a lot and we went on to have customers like major coffee chains, major fast food chains, pretty much most places we go to now that I look at public Wi-Fi, that company has its stamp on it. So it was an important step, but it was a great lesson to learn as well. Can you maybe take us to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? Sure. It actually ties into the same company. I'd been with that company for five years and things were going great for the company. For me personally, I took on a lot of responsibility, didn't know how to delegate. I was still working startup hours five years into this, 80, 90, sometimes 100-hour work weeks, and it was taking a toll. And I had a consultant visit to pitch their consulting services. This was a consulting firm, and they asked me out to lunch, and so we went to lunch and sat down. And this individual was telling me about what a great company they are, telling me about their culture. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is the type of lifestyle I want for myself. And I, I think he surprised himself a little bit because he's trying to tell me how great the people were so that I would hire the people. I paused him in the middle of the lunch and I said, wait, before we have a conflict of interest or anything, I need the number to your HR department. And this look on his face, his eyes kind of got wide, his jaw dropped. He's like, wait, what? I said, I would love to talk to your HR director. So 
I got the phone number and called them. And at the time I was managing an IT department, so they were concerned, was I really prepared to do software-based consulting and could I make that shift? It was a six-month interview process, but I never gave up. I kept following up with them, showing them things I was learning and new processes and eventually got hired. And that was a huge career highlight for me because I took the risk. I didn't just listen to it and say, oh, that would be neat or that sounds cool. I said, I'm going to, in this moment, make something happen and reach out and move forward. And that was a pivotal point. Brilliant. That, that sounds great. Obviously, the, the IT industry is ever-evolving. Ever so what excites you about the industry and careers in IT going forward? I'm going to answer that twofold because there's some very specific things happening that I could point to. I could talk about the cloud and how it's making, I believe, software and hardware more accessible to people than ever before. I could talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence and these new frontiers, but really this, and this is my second point, is this has been happening in all the years I've been in IT. We have paradigm shifts. We have new ways of approaching hardware. We have new ways of approaching software, and it's continuously evolving. So I love that IT has not stopped evolving. It hasn't become stagnant. And I think this makes it especially unique for, I say a new generation. When I say generation, I don't mean generation of of humans. I mean generation of IT professionals and developers, because you can really enter this industry at any age, and many people have. And there's so much opportunity to tap into these new technologies and have that advantage over other people who are entrenched in sort of the the status quo. So that's what's exciting to me is there are so many places people can look. It can almost be dangerous because you're like, oh, where do I go? Do I go here, left, right, top, down? bottom, upside down, or anything in between. But if you can take one area that you're passionate about and focus on and follow it, there's a very unique opportunity to have an edge and an advantage and be able to market yourself in, in this this industry today. I think you're right. I think there's almost too much choice and too much opportunity. You've got to focus in on one thing and go for it. Right. And, and I mean, the the multiple choices are what the veterans have the experience to be able to, to guide and shift, but I'm not going to ever probably have the depth of knowledge of machine learning as someone who tackles that and makes that their, their center of, of focus and moves forward. And, yeah. you know, I just see new opportunities coming all the time. And the other thing I'll say is we're becoming much more diverse. The voice of inclusion has been heard. People have recognized that there's been a problem traditionally with being as open and accepting to certain genders and certain backgrounds in the industry. And people are taking notice and companies are taking steps to make it a safer, more inviting environment. So I would say it's a much more inclusive opportunity as well today. Yes, I agree with you there. We're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, This is an easy one. I was staying at home. I was sick at the time. I was seven years old. We had a computer called a Mm TI-99-4A. Everything on TV was boring. We had no games, so I whipped out a manual, and it said if I followed these instructions, I could make something happen. I did that. It was magic. I was blown away, and I knew from that point on that computers was where I wanted to be. What is the best career advice you've ever received? 
So I rushed into the office of my boss at early stage in my career after a piece of production software was broken and was causing some companies to lose a lot of money until it was fixed. And I was stressed out. And he said, calm down, Jeremy. Look, everything is either reversible or irreversible. If it's reversible, stop being frustrated, fix it. If it's irreversible, learn from it and move on. If you were to begin your career again right now, what would you do? So I know this sounds cliche, but I mean it 110% from the bottom of my heart. I would not change a thing. I feel like every step in my career, there's no woulda, coulda, shoulda. Everything happened for a reason and led me to a place that has put me into a position that I love every day of. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? I simplified it for myself a few years back. I created a personal mission statement that's very simple. It's empowering developers to be their best. And every decision I've made has been about having an opportunity or a platform to connect with developers, mentor developers, assist developers, and help developers. So my objective is simply to reach as many developers as possible and give them opportunities to be their best. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? That's what I touched on before. It was was definitely sales. And it's ironic that I started out public speaking with fitness seminars, teaching people to be healthy and have healthy lifestyles and a healthy mindset, and transitioned that to technology speaking and taking topics that could be potentially boring and hopefully making them somewhat entertaining, but connecting with people and helping them break through to understand new technologies and do new things with all this amazing cloud-based technology that's, that's coming out today. And is there one maybe final piece of career advice you could give us? Yeah, I would definitely say in two words summed up, you can. Take the risk. In other words, I see a lot of people, I see this even with my own children sometimes, they look at a decision and say, I'm not sure I'm going to be good enough. No one who was ever successful in a position looked back and said, I was never good enough, and I stopped. They always had to say, but I'm going to try anyway and keep moving forward. And I think that's the key. Always be learning. Always be connecting. Always be networking. Make sure it's not just about yourself. Have something bigger than you so that when times get tough, you have something larger than life that can move you forward. But understand that you can. And if there's something you're passionate about and you have a focus, set your sights on it, move forward, and there's a network of people willing and able to help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and possibly connect with you? Sure, I've got a Twitter account that is very uh, uniquely named at Jeremy Lickness, my first name and last name. And my last name, I like to say, is Lickness without the C. But you can also spell it Lickness without the E. It's L-I-K-N-E-S-S. But at Jeremy Lickness on Twitter... And that's where I keep people up to date with the latest technology advice. I also have a Facebook page that's CDA for Cloud Developer Advocate, Jeremy Lickness. There's no spaces or punctuation, just facebook.com slash CDA Jeremy Lickness. And then you're going to be blown away by how creative I was with this one. My personal blog is uh, blog.jeremylickness.com. So if you can remember and spell my name, you can pretty much reach me. And on my Twitter, my direct messages are wide open. I will respond to anyone who doesn't open the conversation with uh, something negative. (laughs) Yep, so it sounds like you're very easy to find. 
Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. My thanks to Jeremy for being my guest on today's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e60. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Sandra Mancuso, co-founder of Cogerance and author of The Software Craftsman. You can get this and other future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.